Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Stay alive? Maybe. We are a horror movie comedy podcast, and we're going to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. Yep. I'm Ketron Porter. And I'm Kim Burns. I'm going to tell Kim the story today and see if she can stay alive. And I'm going to kick some motherfucking ass. I don't know. You might, bitch. This, I'm very excited to tell you this movie. Yay. I'm very, very excited. But before we get into that, how are you? On fire? I'm okay. Hmm. I mean, it's hot, but, like, I've got my AC on, I've got my fan on, yeah. I've got an ice pack under my computer. It, you know, yeah. we're, we're cooling down over here. Yeah. Keeping I feel it cool. Like, I feel like we're, we're ramping up over here. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I have my sound blanket hanging up, which is a big, dark blanket, which kind of, you know, also keeps out the sunshine and uh heat, i guess maybe yeah i don't know that sounds like science i'm placebo affecting that i think it sounds like science um, um for those I, of you watching our episode i'm in a new spot because the front half of my apartment i could easily easily conduct my own hot yoga class in there and then the back of my apartment is like reasonable <laughs> it's not cool. I've been it's wanting reasonable. to go to hot yoga. Well, it's happening in my living room. So, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, that's what we're doing. 6.30 a.m. Flow. Uh, yep, <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> uh, I just want to say um, about last week's episode, mm-hmm. which was Deep Blue Sea. Do tell. If you haven't listened yet, go ahead. Um, so... I said this to Ketrin, but she didn't put it in the little notice in front. So I just want to, in my defense, in my defense, 
I called Michael Rappaport, <laughs> David Rappaport, the entire movie. Mm-hmm. There, there is a reason for that. I didn't just make up a name. David Rappaport is a real human being that I have met. Mm-hmm. He's a casting director in L.A. And I've literally met him. It's Wonderful been person. years now. And, uh, you know, fucking mailed him a bajillion things like fucking actor marketing does. So he's like a person in my mm-hmm. brain. Yeah. I didn't just like make up a name, which, you know. I'm prone to doing. I would, it wouldn't put it past me. I'm just saying the reason that it was like acceptable that that name yeah. existed for the entirety yeah. of the movie is because he's a real person. And it's also why I brain. didn't correct her because in my head he's also I was like that name sounds familiar and right to me. Dave Rappaport actually cast The Strangers and um, one of the Final Destinations, hmm. 2009. That's me. And. Um, Many of your CW shows. Oh, yes. Pretty much fucking everything you can think of. Gossip Girl, Riverdale, The Flash, you, all of it. Yeah. Um, so that's my defense. Also, so if you missed our, the last notice, we're re-noticing you because I think there's probably like one or two days left um, mm-hmm. to vote for us. Yeah. Um, in Face of Horror. So the link is all over the place. Um on all of our social media at it's in KK the show Sam notes Podca- right now. Yeah, it's uh, at KK Sam Podcast, and it's also in the show notes right now. So there's lots of ways for you to find that link and vote for us to be the face of horror. Um, so you can vote every day, and you can vote like once for free every day. You can also put in money if you want, and like um, part of a portion of that is donated to like a good cause, which they have a whole description in there um, about what it is and. Um, I can put that in the show notes, too, actually. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we'd win, like, money and, like, a walk-on roll to, like, an indie show or movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, you stay at, like, Buffalo Bill's house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means exactly. I mean, I think it means we stay at Buffalo Bill's house. But, like, who, like, where it was filmed? Like, when it. Yeah, that, that I don't, that I don't know. Like, you're saying that, like, I supposed to know what that means. Um, I think it has a photo shoot with like Kane Hodder. So it's Mm -hmm. like for Rue Morgue magazine. Um, So all of it would be pretty amazing. Um, So we would love, 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 love and appreciate every single vote you can give. This is the last day or two. So please vote nonstop. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yes. What else is there? I think those were my main things. I guess that's it. Go ahead. Sorry, you my brain. seem like you're thinking. I, <laughs> I do not I, interrupt your brain. <laughs> I, think my, I think my brain is interrupted by being in liquid form at the moment. So go go ahead. <laughs> I just had a thought. Yes. Face. I just had a thought, but it's going to make Kedra mad. Oh my God, I can't so wait. I, I don't need to say it. I think it's a great idea for me to be as hot and irritable as I am and for you to say whatever it is that's going to make me mad. Petrin Let's do it for the patrons. Loves to say uh-huh. that she's a lizard. Yes. And temperatures mm-hmm. don't affect her. I for those of you clearly that are, for those of you that are watching, <laughs> I I have a finger up in the air because I have a <laughs> counterpoint to that. I, I never was against the point. It's just that right now you're proving Listen, us. It, you're proving I, yourself wrong. I have been great. <laughs> I have been great up to today. Here's what it is. Even a lizard has her limits. 
even a lizard has her limits. You can't, like, put a lizard on, like, a boiling stove and be like, oh, you're a lizard, you'll be fine. So that's what I'm on. I'm on fire. I'm not on a nice little sun rock or or just doing some flow and I hot yoga. Like in, like, I'm on a griddle. Day seven of, like, a heat wave. So, like, I don't know. I feel like I've just gotten used to it. Like, it doesn't even affect me anymore. Something like, happened oh, today, I'm just, girl. I'm just oh no! You know in what a it pool is. Sweat and I'll tell you what it is. Because um, I'm supposed to get my period yesterday, so I think oh, my body so is angry. just like I'm just mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mad. Okay, listen. Well, I did a fun thing. What? I went and saw Jaws. Oh my god! Uh, which I know is like in theater, but I saw like the original one, but on like an outdoor screening thing, and it was boat cinema. And all the boats were sold out. So I could have watched it in a boat, which would have been terrifying. But I watched it on, like, the beach of the lake, and that was still Which is really still pretty cool. dope. Yeah. Yeah. It was super fun. Yeah. Um, and didn't you say that they, like, kind of do this? Like, they do it for other movies? Or was this, like, a special yeah. Jaws event? No, no, no. It's, like, a, they do screenings. But it's, like, a summer thing. So that mm-hmm. was the last one. That's really fun. We should do go next year all yeah. together. We need to buy tickets for the boats in advance because there weren't that many. I'll buy them tomorrow. It was on a third date. That was fun. Going on Third again. date! Three, three dates. Do you have a fourth date planned? Uh-huh. We're supposed to go out tomorrow. That's pretty exciting. But I'm totally chill about it and, like, don't really have an opinion either way. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get Lonnie to have another backyard screening so I can bring him. That's I feel like that's the new easy way to like bring a person to the to the friend group i agree i agree cash chill i thought you were gonna say this is where my brain is i thought i was about to complete your word i thought you were like it's cash there's chips i was like there are (laughs) chips there are chips chips there's trees there's chairs yeah yeah there's it's an outdoor screening we just did it we're pros Mm mm-hmm it's super fun. Um, all right. Do you want to hear a movie? I do. Okay. So, for those of you that may not recall, uh, we did a re-release two weeks ago of an episode that we did all the way back at 63. Now, that was a strategic... 1963. That was a good 1963. year. 1963. I loved um, it. So, uh, that was a little refresher for not just our audience, but for me as well. Because I watched the movie and took very detailed notes on it and still remembered none of it. So I said, hmm, I should probably go back and listen to that. Hey, maybe our Sammies would like to go back and listen to it too. Kim could probably stand to go back and listen to it, but she won't. So Kim's really the only one who... (laughs) You to be fair, you didn't assign it as homework. I would have. I didn't. Um, no, I, I. I also think you'll be fine. Like I definitely when I was, would have. Yeah, when I was listening, she didn't to tell it, me until right now. We're recording right now, you guys. We're recording know. right now. Yeah, I, you know, I'm. I'm an A plus student. She my is. dog ate my homework. <laughs> um. So what I watched was Orphan, First Kill, which is the prequel to Orphan. And, um, listen, this movie didn't disappoint, guys. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. Um, so let's start with our director, 
It is directed by William Brent Bell. It is written by everyone. Uh, David Cogshaw. Uh, and then a fellow by the name of David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. Yes, that was just one person. And then Alex Mace. They okay. are the people that brought you Orphan First Kill. Okay, Dead or Alives. Here we go. <gasps> William Brent Bell did The Boy. I knew I knew his name. Oh, he did. Did he do the... Isn't there a sequel to that, too? Mm-hmm. Or the, were they just Brahms thinking about the doing boy it? Too. Okay, yeah, yeah. He did okay. both, yeah. Um, okay. Esther. Esther's alive, bitch. Uh, Gunner. Gunner is dead. Julia. Dead. Dad. Dead. Detective. Dead. Uh, doctor. Alive. And Anna. Dead. Okay. I have a smile on my face and Kim doesn't know why. I'm very excited to tell her in two and a half hours. Okay. Describe my face. <laughs> Kim's face is, <laughs> is disgust but also confusion together. <laughs> <laughs> With all the, also a little bit of Bell's palsy. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Okay. So, Orphan, first kill. Snow, Estonia, 2007. Estonia. Yes. 2007. And we, it is very, um, Reminiscent of the drive up the mountain in The Shining, where it's like desolate and nothing around in a snowy landscape except for this one tiny little road and a car on it. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to refer once again to the film festival that <laughs> you and Dylan went to and I was supposed to go to and did oh. not go <laughs> to Idlewild. <laughs> and I was no, like, almost. And then you didn't. Kim is. Kim's, Kim was there in my brain. She's <laughs> been implanted into those memories. It's not a mountain, though. It's like Estonian countryside kind of thing. But Sure, definitely. I know it well. Yeah. Then we come up to a gorgeous building, sort of, again, nothing else around it. And there is this car pulling up to the building. And it says, the Sarney Institute. Does that ring a bell to it you? It does ring a bell. Okay. Does it ring a William Brent bell to you? <laughs> the woman gets out of her car, walks up, and there appears to be someone, like, watching her. as She walks up the front steps of the Sarnay Institute from a window, but we can't really see. Watching her from inside. From inside, yes. And she goes up to the door, and there's, like, a little call box. Mm-hmm. And so she says... Anna Troyev, art therapy instructor, and we see that there are CCV cameras everywhere. She goes in, and it's sort of CCV? like, yeah. What do I mean? I don't David mean Rappaport? the. Sec- I don't mean the security code on the back of a credit card. I mean <laughs> CTV. 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 I, th- I think it's CCTV. CV. But now I'm not sure because you've just C-C- said so many letters. CBCBTBS. C- 
David Rappaport? David Rappaport. Okay, so there's David Rappaport cameras <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I love David Rappaport. Yeah. He's, he's the best. Guy. Yeah. Um, so when you walk in, okay, when you walk in, there's sort of like a little foyer, and there's a security guard right there who frisks her like and he's very stern so he has her like put her hands her you know her arms up and she's like I hope we won't be doing this every day and he doesn't say anything meanwhile there also appears to be like a patient who's mopping the floor and she looks for lack of a better description like a mental patient like she Mm -hmm. is in like a dirty gown like you know hospital gown and just like looks like unwell and she okay. is mopping the floor floor and appears to really like that task but then is like v- like staring really hard at, at Anna as she's being frisked so now the doc comes to Anna and he's like hey nice to meet you you're here for the art therapy job great and he hands her a booklet and he's like these are the security procedures learn them and she's like Bleh, okay Um, And he's like, our last person in this position underestimated our security procedures, and they're not with us anymore. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. As they're walking down the hallway, an orderly meets the doctor in the hallway, like, very urgently. And uh, I believe is is not speaking English to them, but but we learn that someone has escaped, and the (gasps) entire building goes on lockdown. So, like, the doctor, like, pushes a button. And all these red lights start flashing. Uh-huh. Red lights special. And he, he like, ushers the woman, Anna Troyev, like, into, into a room and is like, stay there, don't move. We also cut to the mopping floor woman, and she's, like, smiling and looking mm-hmm. around at the red lights. Before he locks her in the room, he's like, our most dangerous patient, um, you know, has escaped uh, the predis- our, your predecessor ignored protocol and underestimated this particular patient. So the doctor locks her in the art room, blinking red lights, and she turns and sees that someone is just sitting very quietly at one of the art desks. Uh-oh! Oh, no! And Anna says, hello there. No answer. Now, also... When it's not red light, it's dark. So, like, it's very hard to, like, see this figure. Okay. Uh, but she walks a little closer, and it's a child. And she says, do your mom or dad work here? No answer. And she says, can I see what you're drawing? And we see that it's our little friend, the orphan. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, what's your name? And... She gets up and she says, Lena. Now the doctor had just told Anna that the patient that escaped was named Lena. (gasps) And we see that Anna is very scared. And we also see that Lena is holding a very sharp pencil in her hand. And we see her kind of flip it around to stabby position, if you know what I mean. Mm Mm-hmm. And at that moment, the orderlies and doctors come in and they stop her. They grab Lena, who doesn't really put up a fight, honestly. Like, she's almost more just kind of like, you got me. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) your turn this time. So now we cut to Anna talking to the 
to the doctor and she's like, yo, (laughs) you didn't tell me that like the patient you want me to work with is a child. Like that's a very different like job description than what I thought I was signing up for, you know? And the doctor says, oh, she's not a child. (laughs) She has a gland disorder that causes proportional dwarfism. This bitch be 30 years old. 30 years old. And he, like, kind of gives her a little bit of background and basically says, like, you know, she spent most of her life surviving any way she could, um, but, like, she's nuts, you know, and she struggled so hard against her restraints when she first got here that she, like, had excessive bleeding. Ouch. And as he's telling this story, we see Lena sitting in front of a mirror in her room, like kind of looking at her neck that's got like really deep scars on it Mm -hmm. and deep scars on her wrists as well. Yikes. There's a show on TLC that um, I wonder if the girl has like a similar uh, proportional dwarfism. Yeah, because she just like looks like a 10 year old, but she's like 21 or something. And so it's like a little reality show about her life. But I never watched it. I saw commercials for it. It's so wild. This brought up like really interesting points about people who um, are afflicted with that, that I'll, that I'll get to later that I never thought about. Like it didn't occur to me. Like like, even just from the commercials, like she's just like, A, her like parents still like treat her like she's like a 10 year old. Mm -hmm. And then B, like she was like trying to go on dates and stuff or like going to a bar like yep. you know people are like a little girl please get out of this bar and she's yeah. like I'm 21 I'm 21 yeah or what I thought about is like the people well we'll get to uh, we'll get to that <laughs> so <laughs> so uh oh I feel like I know where you're going yeah so P.S. China holds out oh tits up my bitch I'm drinking my magic water that I told you about. Oh, I already forgot about it. I need to remind myself. I'm drinking mushroom coffee in a skull. Yummy. I'll send you a text about the water. I'll tell everyone about the water. Guys, grab some mint, like a shit ton, a cucumber, some fresh ginger, chop that ginger up, chop that cucumber up, um, and some lemons. Put it in like a, you know, like a decanter. Fill it with water in your fridge. You always have cold refreshing flavored water that's also good for you it's good for your skin it's good for bloat it's good for your heart and mind and soul sponsored by the water catcher makes yeah (laughs) um so the doctor so we're seeing her scars we're also seeing that she has dentures right because like 30 year old teeth look different than children's teeth Oh, so she has little kid dentures. Yes. So that, like, her teeth match what her face looks like, basically. How'd she get that? I mean, her teeth look pretty fucked, because it's like, it's, she, you know, was living, surviving any way she could. I Mm, doubt that that included, like, a dental plan. And they look pretty unhealthy, uh, but they're also, it's like the wear and tear of a 30-year-old in that situation. So they're pretty busted. Um, So she's got teeth that fit her face. And he keeps talking about, like, her background. And he's like, you know, the world sees a child, but it's important that you don't see a child. She is 30. 
And he's like, uh, before she came here, she wormed her way into a family that took in what they thought to be a runaway. And the doc is like showing pics uh, of the family. And all we can just see is like sort of the corners of pictures where there's just like blood splatters. Uh oh. Oh, God. What could have happened? And he's like, and she lives here now. That's all he says. Uh oh. So. We cut to the painting room again the next day. But this time it's not the red light special. It's just regular painting room. And an orderly is standing like directly over Lena. While Lena's like painting what kind of looks like almost like religious iconography. Like that kind of style of painting. And the mop lady is there too painting, quote unquote painting. She's really just sort of like rubbing her brush on a easel. Mostly. Okay. And um, then Lena says, Iti. And Mop Lady turns around. Her name is Iti. I D T I. And Lena holds up like a piece of hard candy and kind of wiggles it at Iti. And E.T. goes and tries to attack Anna, like bum rushes her and is like screaming and growling like an animal. And the orderlies like grab her and pull her back. Anna's obviously like super freaked out. And Lena's just standing there with her hands up in the air. And she just goes, she does that. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So Mop Lady is well trained by hard candy. And we now cut to Lena. And she's in her room, and she's watching Shirley Temple on, like, this teeny tiny little portable TV. Like, it's literally, like, this big. Uh And it's, like, a rectangle. I've never seen anything like that before. But, like, an old-timey TV, she's watching Shirley Temple. And then a security guard comes to her door. So her door is uh, what we've seen in other, like, asylums, where it's, like, you have, like, a little square window at the top. Mm -hmm. And then you have, like, a mail slot where, like, you might slide food in. Food. Okay. Yeah. And the security guard drops a package through the slot. And he continues to kind of, like, look at her through the window. And she's uh-huh. looking at him. And she's like, she's like, you were on time this time. And so he's, like, watching her. She opens the package, and it's, like, a new dress uh, and ribbons for around her wrist and in her hair and around her neck. And Mm -hmm. the dress is the style of, like, Samantha the American Girl. Like, that's the vibe we're going for. Okay? And he's, like, still watching her, like, very grossly. And uh, she says to him, she's like, can you tie these for me? And she puts her hands, like, through the slot with, like, the ribbons and, like, asks him to, like, put the ribbons around her wrist. And then she says, I want to do something nice for you. And he is like, oh. And he goes in. And she, like, brings a chair over. So he's kind of standing up against the wall. Mm -hmm. And she brings a chair over to right in front of him. And she stands on it. Okay. So now she's, like, the same height as him. And she just starts, like, touching his face. And he is, like, made of boners. Like, boners are coming out of his eyes. Boners are coming out of his boners. Like, just boners, boners, boners. (laughs) All over the place. And she's just, like, touching his face and, like, 
rubbing her hands through his hair and he's just like super into it and then she like grabs his hair and smashes huh. it up against uh, the wall many times what did we say about security fucking protocol yeah 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 that's what you get when you got boners on boners for one of the mental patients so she then grabs his key card sure uh she has a bag she puts her whatever whatever her possessions are puts them in this bag and she bails peace out and she's winding her way through the asylum she has a key card so any door that's locked she can just open it if anyone's coming she can she just kind of like ducks behind shit she's like a little snake she's like a little orphan snake and (laughs) we then cut to seeing anna walking out to her car in a snowstorm snow snowy snowstorm a snowiest of snowstorms is happening to the point where I was like bitch you shouldn't drive in this like there are no plows coming out this way and it is a whiteout up in this bitch we then see Lena sneaking out of the building covered in blood mind you like this bitch don't care like she didn't (laughs) rinse off she's covered in blood and she goes down an elevator um she then gets to that foyer where Anna had come in and there was the mopping lady, E.T., and she's frisked. She comes to that and she just puts her hands up. And the security guard comes over, like, starts walking towards her, is like, you know, don't move. And she just goes, E.T. And out of nowhere, E.T. attacks the security guard from the side, grabs his billy club, and beats him to death right in front of her. Oh, my gosh. E.T. does? Yes. She's been trained. Yes. And Lena just walks away. Oh, my gosh. This bitch. Right out the door. Wow. I mean, I'm impressed. I'm not going to lie. Girl. Like, it's really impressive. Like, I was kind of like, I don't know. Let's just... Let's let let's just let her live her life and see what she does. Like, what if we just like made it so that she didn't have to like pretend she was, you know? I don't know. Let's just let her go. Let's just see is what it, she can do. Isn't that what she was doing with the last family? I guess. And then she murdered everybody. You're right. Uh, <laughs> Catherine just <laughs> rolled her eyes. She's just so impressive. So she then goes into like the little camera room, the Michael Rappaport, David Rappaport. CCD camera and deactivates all the cameras. Okay. Uh, Then throws E.T. her candy. It's like, there you go. Good Good job. job. Thank you. So we're outside now. Anna is in her car and her windshield is white. So she turns on her windshield wipers and Lena's right there standing right in front of her car. And Lena just goes, shh her finger in front of her mouth shushing question one no what do you I don't do wanna. what is Anna do? <laughs> I think that Anna gets out and tries to like talk to her to be like what are you doing outside like what's going on you know something okay. investigates further um I'm gonna run her over and drive away point for you don't try to engage. Run this bitch over if you have to. <laughs> she does not confront Lena. Lena kind of 
disappears into the whiteout for a second. Like, I'm, it, that's how much it's snowing. Like, you, she takes a step and she's not there anymore. What Anna does is she runs back inside and reports that she just saw her. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the doc and Anna and another security guard, one that wasn't just beaten to death, uh, in the camera room. And they're like, she cut the feed, you know, so we can't see what she did, blah, blah, blah. The doctor apologizes and is like, hopefully the police will find her before she does any more damage. Fingers crossed, I guess. (laughs) Okay. Here's hoping. Anna then looks at him and says, this job isn't for me. And leaves. (laughs) Good for you. She's like deuces. She's like, no, no quiet. Yeah, no quiet quitting for me. I'm just, uh, I'm loudly quitting. I'm out of here. So. Quiet quitting is just doing your job. Yeah. Right. It's like just doing just, what you're paid to do. Just That's, doing what you're paid to do and not going. Americans are not not getting, not yeah. doing more work for the for same free. amount of pay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now we cut to Anna driving back into the city, right? And she's pulling up to her home, and she's shaken up for for real. Like she's definitely like. Today was not a good day. Today sure. wasn't, you know. I mean, I'd be shaken up from the snowstorm alone. That I mean, driving home. home in that? Yeah, exactly. And so she goes to unlock her door. She unlocks her door and then sees that her trunk opens. Oh, no. On its own. Uh-oh. Question I two. I brought something with me. <laughs> Question two. What do you do? What does Anna do? So, like, am I near my trunk? Is it a house? Is yeah. It a like, so what's the this deal? was yeah. So this was interesting. I want you to picture a bunch of row houses, okay? Mm-hmm. But the street that they're on is a very narrow alley, like almost looks like a back alley, but like her front door is right there so it's like standing on uh, standing at her front door she could kind of lean forward and touch her car if she needed to i'm going to pretend i didn't see it okay go inside Mm -hmm. lock the door Mm -hmm. grab some weapons Uh call the police Mm -hmm. and the hospital great you're calling the hospital preemptively oh you're calling (laughs) no I thought yeah, you were like, because <laughs> this bitch is about to get her ass fucking kicked. That's Not me. Yeah. Come at me, you little fucking kid. <laughs> I'm going to punch you. Yeah. Punch you motherfucking kid out. Kim, you guys know that Kim means business because she calls the hospital for the person <laughs> she's about to beat up. <laughs> That's Philly style right there. <laughs> um, okay. What is, um, what is, what does she do? What do you do, lady? I think that she... I think she goes inside, too, and locks the door. Point for you. Mm -hmm. Call the hospital... 
because this bitch is about to get fucked up if Kim was in the story, which she's not. Because Anna walks around to close the trunk, sees that no one's in there. No one's in there, Kim. It's fine. She walked around to the back of the car. No one was in there. When's no your big deal. fucking trunk ever opened on its own? Right? Especially when there's a missing <laughs> child-sized adult lady yeah, around. Exactly. So uh, she closed it, kind of looks around, creeped out. I'm like, yeah, you should be creeped out, bitch. Goes inside her house. Lena nah. is standing on the inside of the door. No. And picks up a crowbar and hits her in the head. Wow, that was quick. Real quick. Cut to Lena making herself at home in Anna Troyev's house. She's playing piano. She's washing off the blood. She's drinking her wine. She's looking up Lovely. missing girls that she might be able to impersonate. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay. All the okay. things you do. Okay. And she finds a girl by the name of Esther Albright. I know the name Esther. Mm-hmm. Esther Albright disappeared four years ago, and based on the sketch of what she would be predicted to look like, man, is she a fucking dead ringer for Miss Crazy Lena. Nice. So, she then opens up her book. So, she has this book, which was in the the last one, was in the original. Mm -hmm. It's like... It's it's not a journal because it's like got words in it. Like I it might be a Bible, right? But like it looks like a really, really old Bible. And she just kind of like writes notes in the margin. She uses it as a journal, but it's a book. And she's got like pictures in there and stuff like that. And she starts practicing writing the name Esther in the book. She then takes out her ribbons that her security guard boyfriend got her. And she ties little ribbons in her pigtails, puts on her new clothes, and then she goes to leave. Well, Anna's still at the bottom of the stairs, not dead. Just, like, mostly dead. Annoying! Um, Lena's pretty annoyed, too, because she says, Oh, Anna, it usually only takes one. But then she just goes, Bam! 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 <laughs> her now Anna's dress. dead. Now Anna's dead. The blood splatter. She managed to like, maybe Anna had bled out enough that there wasn't a ton of blood to splatter by that point. Oh, yeah. Could be. So Anna's dead. Goodbye. She's gone. Cut to an innocent little girl in pigtails swinging on a swing in the middle of the night. Where could her parents be? <laughs> Mr. Police Officer, I'm lost. And a police officer comes up to her and says, Are you okay, little girl in Estonian or whatever they speak? Maybe Russian? And he says, Where are your parents? And she says, They're in America. My name's Esther. Cut to. Darien, Connecticut. Is what the title card says. Was she speaking with an accent? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And a non-American accent. Correct. Interesting. Yep. So, Darien, Connecticut, fencing tournament. Uh, they would. Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Julia Stiles 
Hey, I know her. Her son is a fencing champion. He wins. Yay. How old's her son? Uh, like a senior in high school. Hmm. Yeah. Her husband, Alan, the dad, yes. is also a daddy. daddy. <laughs> yeah. And he's Donald Sutherland's kid. Actually. Oh. Rossif Sutherland. Not familiar. It doesn't look him. I I didn't. And I even looked up his IMDb and I wasn't like, didn't really know of anything he'd done. So, but he's great. He's like a real, he's like a real subtle, easy actor. If, if you know what I mean, he doesn't push for a goddamn thing. Sure. So Gunner is their son who just won the fencing championship or whatever. Gunner's a fencer. Yeah. And Gunner is like, yeah, I'm not coming back to the house. I'm going to go party with my friends. And, Daddy is kind of bummed. Like, he's like, I thought it was going to be family, you know, dinner time. And Julia is like, Gunner wants to have fun with his friends. And uh, Daddy gets kind of weird. And Julia is like, listen, I miss Esther too, but she's not coming back. So, like, we need to just act normally. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, you Mm -hmm. can't, basically, like, you can't turn into like Eeyore with a rain cloud over his head every time Gunner like wants to go hang out with his friends like we can't all just like sit in the house together together and hug each other yeah so they're walking and they then stop and there's a man standing at the top of the set of stairs staring at them and they both look gobsmacked when they see this person it's a detective saying, we have an update on Esther. Mm. Cut to Julia driving to what I assume is the American embassy to pick up Esther. And uh, a woman is describing to Julia what Esther says happened to her. And it turns out a woman abducted her brought her to Russia and raised her as her own in that time. And the woman is like, you know, are you prepared to take her in? Like, she's going to be very different. She's been through like horrible trauma. And Julia's like, we have a therapist. We actually have a therapist that she happened to be working with prior to her going missing. Like Uh we're good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the late, be prepared for changes. She says, she says four years is a long, is a long time for a child. So I would say Esther looks 10. So we could safely assume that she disappeared at six. Okay. Yeah. Um, Julia. That's yes. Crazy. Yeah. That's like, that would be. Yeah. Yeah. And if you really think about like a six year old to a 10 year old, Like, they're a different person. Yeah. It's wild. So, Julia is brought into a room where Esther is playing piano. And Julia just looks at her like, you know, how you'd look at your child that disappeared four years ago that you now see playing the piano beautifully. And she says, sweetheart. It's mommy. Can I see you? Because, like, Esther was kind of behind the grand part of the grand piano, where it's kind of, like, up. (laughs) I didn't know that was the grand part. 
But you knew what I meant, didn't I? <laughs> um, so Esther comes out from behind the piano, stands there for a minute, then she smiles and runs to her mom and hugs her. They're reunited. Mm-hmm. The end. Now they're on a plane. Private jet. Julia's got Dalla Dalla. Oh, Connecticut. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. Private jet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Esther knows what she's doing. She really does. So Julia is showing Esther pictures of the family. Here's daddy. Here's Gunner. You probably like wouldn't even recognize him now. You know, he's like mm-hmm. a foot taller. Here's Mup Mup. And Esther says, oh, I can't wait to see her. And Julia says, no, sweetie, she, she passed, remember? It's, it's just the four of us in the house now. And Esther looks at her and says, I need to use the restroom. And she goes into the restroom, chugs a bottle of vodka. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, like any 30-year-old does in a stressful situation. <laughs> And she starts hitting the walls and calling herself stupid because she realizes, like, she made an assumption. That. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm yeah. a 10-year-old. I'm your 10-year-old missing daughter. If I right? could fucking ride your private jet and everywhere. Girl, yeah. you just wait, my love, my darling, my darling love. So she I then comes mop, out. Mop, too. Mop, mop. So sad to see you go, mop, mop. Mop, mop. <laughs> That's the funniest I thought you told grandma. me that she just went to the farm upstate. Where they where we send the grandmas, the farms upstate. So The grandma goes there, too? Yeah. It was a oh, grandma. Oh, gosh. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a dog. I thought mop, mop was a dog. No, it's a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> we sent mop, mop to the farm upstate. <laughs> I thought Mup Mup was a dog. Mup Mup went to the farm <laughs> with, with Baxter, Aww. the dog, together. Oh, Mup Mup. It's just that it's a whole different. I really, I, I really thought I live. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. need to go drink a bottle of vodka and hit some balls because <laughs> I fucked up. Now look Agreed. at me. I God know. You it. really fucked up. So <laughs> you would have been the right species. You would have been found out. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. Um, she then comes out of the bathroom, having had her little temper tantrum, with a big giant smile on her face. Nobody can keep this bitch down. Plane lands, and they're walking through, you know, the private jet terminal, whatever the fuck that is. And she's like, do you think father will recognize me? And Julia's like, not if you keep calling him father. <laughs> it's kind of weird. And uh, she says, Daddy. And I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you got that one right. <laughs> so then Julia, like, kind of turns her to her, like, let me look at you. And she's like, God, you look like, you look like a little lady. But sort of commenting that, like, she looks like a Samantha American girl doll. Like she doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so she goes to like touch her neck where the ribbon is. And Esther grabs her hand and they're both like shocked at uh-huh. like, you know, uh-huh. the strength the, of her the strength. Yeah. And Esther lets, lets her hand go and says, I'm sorry. 
and Julia's like, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> a lot of waiting. Yeah. In Russia. Yeah. I mean, it makes, like, that was all reasonable to me. Like, she doesn't know why. Yeah. She has no know. idea what happened to her in four years. Yeah. So, cut to them coming down the escalator. She runs to Daddy Daddy, gives him a big hug, and Gunner is just, like, in shock. And just goes, hey. And Julia's like, I think we can do a little bit better than hey. And so Gunner, like, leans down and and gives her, gives her a hug. But Gunner's, Gunner's, like, Gunner's real weirded out. Like, Gunner's weirded out in a way that, like, he's not, like, getting past it. Like, something is weird to him. Mm -hmm. So they're driving home, Kim. I need to spend the next 25 minutes on this fucking house. Okay. Oh, no. No, 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 no. It is majestic. Yes, that's what I assumed. That's what my own note was about. It is. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Like, roofs on roofs, turrets on turrets. It has conservatively 12 bedrooms. Not, no joke. Like, just driving up to it, like, 12 bedrooms... If it doesn't have six baths, if not more, you can throw me off a bridge. Like, it, it is... It has its own fencing studio. It has... I'm sure it has its own fencing. I mean, it is... Whatever we do fencing in. Right. And it's just like... It, it's like a castle in that it's like, you know, you look at the roof and it's like, there's your roof, but then, like, there's this whole other section of the house where it's like, here's a window and, like, another part of the roof that comes out from underneath this one. Like, it's banana boats. I'm moving in. Wow, she did a good job. I'm she jealous. did a fucking great a, job. I'm going to be a missing 10-year-old now. Yes, and she knows it. She's, like, walking up and, like, literally just, like, dollar signs in her eyeballs. <laughs> and she walks in. There's 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 just, just six Fabergé eggs on the mantle. Just a quick six Fabergé eggs. I don't know how, like... Those are priceless. Do you know? Doesn't mean anything to me. Okay, Fabergé. I mean, I'll, I've heard I'll the name. I'll post mortimant. Let's see how much a Fabergé egg is. And this bitch got six. One for each member of the family, one for Mup Mup, and one for the dog that Mup Mup went to the farm with. Mup Mup! (laughs) (laughs) Good old Mup Mup. Good old Mup Mup. So. Great at sitting, rolling over. Yep. Giving paws. (laughs) Yep. That's Mup Mup. That's Mup Mup. So we now go into... Esther's room and again it is Samantha's room from American Girl it is not like there's no Jojo Siwa up in this bitch okay this is this is like a a little rich girl person from the 1940s honestly like (laughs) I feel like rich people are just kind of like we're not moving past we don't need to move past the style of the 1940s like everything is just going to be that because we're rich and you know she goes in and there's like this giant huge beautiful dollhouse that like if it was in LA would be no less than 685,000 to live in ourselves um and she's like you know I'm sure you've grown out of a lot of this stuff you know but just let us know what you're into we got a lot of birthdays and Christmases to make up for so like whatever you want and she says I like painting and daddy dad lights the fuck up Mm. and He's like, you do, because, so we learn here, he's a painter as well. Uh, Julia then says, tomorrow we'll talk to Dr. Seeger. 
She says, do you remember Dr. Seeger? She's the one who had the parrot named Sydney. Mm, right. The parrot. The parrot. I knew that Sydney was a parrot. Uh, yep. Yep. Mup Mup is a dog and Sydney say. is a parrot. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, yeah, they leave the room and she laughs. She's just like, jackpot, bitch. Like, <laughs> this is this is great. Um, and I wrote this fucking house again. Uh, I just, it's, yes, sting. I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got to get my hand off this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's head to Dr. Seeger's office. Dr. Seeger's and Sandy, Sydney. Yeah. And uh, goes into Dr. Seeger's office. There's the parrot. And the doctor welcomes her home. And it's like, you're a young lady now. And, you know, the doctor's saying, like, I'm hoping that you'll talk to me, you know, about what happened to you. But there's no rush, you know, whenever, whenever you're ready. And Esther's not really saying anything. But then she gets up and walks over to the bird and she's like, do you want to play, Sydney? Remember me? And the doctor just kind of like looks at her. Cut to the doctor now excusing Esther and telling Julia to come in. You know, like, here's what I noticed about your daughter that's been gone. And Esther is not happy about this. She doesn't like that now there's going to be a conversation that she can't hear. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a little boy in the waiting room. He's about six. And he's looking at... It's so funny. Like, kids usually, like, pick up on things faster than grown-ups do. Because the little boy is looking at Esther like, you don't match. Like, there's Mm. something about you that's not right. And Esther then looks to the side and sees that there's, like, a receptionist in another room. This... I'm I'm just going to tell you this. I was going to make this a question, but, like... You just never would have gotten there. So this appears to be like a very specific type of their therapist office where like there's a receptionist or even like a transcriber perhaps because Esther goes into this other room and she's being a little kid. Right. So she goes in. She's like, I like your lipstick like little kids do, like just being fucking weird. And the the transcriber is like, oh, thank you. And then uh, Esther, like, very clumsily, like, reaches across her to be like, what's this? And spills her drink all over her computer. So the receptionist gets up, whatever the fuck she is, runs out of the room to get a towel. Mm -hmm. Esther is now looking around the room. She's looking at, like, notes and things. And then she hits a button. And we see that there's a two-way mirror in the room. And she can now listen to the conversation that her mom is having with Dr. Seeger. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. That's why I was like, this is, what kind of therapies, therapy office is this? So she's listening and she hears the doctor saying like, she's in remarkable shape for what she's been through. And Julia or one of them is like, but she has an accent. Like, what's that about? And the doctor or Julia is both like, I mean, it's reasonable. Like, she was, you know, she picked up the speech patterns of where she was kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then the doctor says, but 
there was something performative about her talking to me. And also she walked over to this bird and called it Sydney with great confidence. But Sydney was an orange macaw twice the size of this bird. Sydney! Fucking all these Sydneys and Mup Mups getting yep. fu- fucking get torn my Yeah. And at that point, uh, Esther is like, fuck. So we just hear from inside the doctor's office, Esther scream. Okay. They come running out. Esther is like huddled in the corner and her dress is ripped. And she's like, he hit me and ripped my dress. And the little boy is just standing there like, bitch, I didn't do shit. What are you talking about? And she's like, I want to go home. And so, of course, Julia takes her home. The doctor just kind of like looks at the little boy who's just like, what? I don't. don't, (laughs) This poor boy. I don't know what happened. I don't know why that grown up child was (laughs) something's off. Cut to them leaving. And as they're walking out of the building, Esther sees someone taking a photo of her. We recognize him. It's the detective. The detective is taking a photo of her. Like from far away. But Esther doesn't know who that is. Mm -hmm. So they get home. And as they're pulling up, an orange Jeep is also pulling up. And some fucking piece of shit rich kids pull up. (laughs) And the guy in the front seat is like, hey, Morticia, get Gunner. And Esther turns is like, what did you call me? The girl sitting in the front seat is like, dude, that's his sister. And the driver goes, oh, no way. Get Gunner. And then, like, says something in Russian, like, says a Russian word, but, like, as if he only knows one word. Like, as if I were to say, like, if I were to say, like, get Gunner, comprende, capiche, kind of like that. Yeah. Esther then turns to him and in full Russian, because we see the subtitles, says, how about I cut your balls off and feed them to you, you fucking shit stain? <laughs> and the kid driving is like, is that Spanish or something? Like, doesn't know what she said. Yeah. Gunner then comes out, and sweet daddy dad comes out too. And he's like, how about we go to the studio? Let's go paint. Again, okay, talking daddy. to his fucking 10-year-old. And he's like, I'll buy you a new dress. Because uh, hers ripped. Cut to them in the studio. And she's looking at all his paintings. And this actually made me think of you. Because I was like, if Kim was an artist, I feel like this would be her medium. This is not a joke. I'm being serious. So, okay. And it was a great callback to the original that I was like, wow, they didn't have to do that callback. But like it was, it was nice. So mm-hmm. Alan, Daddy Alan, is a painter. His particular medium is oil. But then he also paints in glow paint, which means it's invisible until you turn a black light on. Mm. So all of his art is really cool. So, like, for instance, there's this really cool um, painting of a woman sitting at a vanity. And it's her back is to us, but we see her face in the mirror. Mm -hmm. But then when you turn the black light on, she's crying. 
that's cool. It's really cool. Like, I was like, that just sort of, like, what's hidden in this painting? I was like, I could totally see Kim, like, painting stuff like this. Wow, um, look at me. So yeah. artistic. Agreed. So... So that's kind of, like, where she gets it from for the next mm-hmm. round. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she then uncovers another piece of art that appears to be, like, a collage. Um, it looks like kind of a painting of her. Then it's some decoupage stuff. Then it's some newspaper clippings. And one of the newspaper clippings is the detective being interviewed, like, doing a press conference about Esther's disappearance. And Esther recognizes who it was that was taking her picture. Right. And he covers it up real fast. And he's like, no use looking at the past. Basically, because he's like, I don't want you to see, like, my mourning mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, do you want to paint? Ironically, that sounds more like uh, something I yeah. have done. Have done. <laughs> yeah. Like, that medium, I have Is, paintings like that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so he's like, Let's let's do some art. You want to paint? He's like, what's your poison? Like oil, acrylic, and she says charcoal. And she says, I want I want to draw you. So he sits down, and she starts drawing him. Uh, we now cut to Julia on the phone, and she's talking to some big spender about a gala that they're going to the next night, and trying to convince someone to give more money. She's like, it's fucking pediatric cancer for God's sake. Like, you can cough up a little bit more Janice, or whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> Janice. Fork it over, Janice. Um, and she's like, no, of course Alan won't be there. You know this isn't his thing. So, like, she's very sort of, she's the money, basically. Okay. So here's where we get a sense of, like, what I think their relationship is. She's the goddamn money. This house was hers. Alan was a, you know, struggling artist. She took a liking to him. And now, like, he basically just, like, gets to be an artist and paint in the studio and have lots of money. And she helps him get gallery shows. And sign, sign me up. Where do I, I go, mean, where do I sign up for that? I mean, yeah. It, this I'll come to your thing. fucking gala. Yeah. Back to the studio. She shows... Alan her finished drawing and it's obvious it's fucking amazing because she's had 30 years to practice (laughs) (laughs) she's been doing it since she's out the womb yeah yeah and so hold on this piece of hair is driving me batty going mup mup over here um (laughs) (laughs) so Back of the studio, shows him a drawing. It's fucking amazing. Uh, Alan leaves. I don't know. Yeah, he's like, I, I'm going to go or something. And we see Esther. We see Esther touch the lips of her drawing. Mm-hmm. And then touch her own mm-hmm. lips. Oopsies. Mm-hmm. I'm 30. Mm-hmm. With a 30-year-old libido. And my daddy's a daddy. And my daddy's a daddy. Can you fucking imagine? I do feel bad for her, honestly. Do you? I do. <laughs> like, she, yeah, I feel bad for her. She couldn't have, she couldn't have predicted that the daddy she was going to get was going to be this much of a daddy. Like, and like sensitive and sweet and an artist, mm-hmm. scruffy. Mm-hmm. Like, in, mm-hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. it would be tough. That's all I'm saying. Mm, sure. Yeah. If I was a 30 year old child orphan and Seems like this daddy was the, my daddy. The biggest issue she has for sure. Yep. I'm going to call it the biggest issue. I'm going to call yep. it the biggest issue. Yeah. So touch his lips. Not that we, trail of bodies in her past. Mm-mm, mm-mm. This is the bigger issue. We now see that Julia is watching Esther from a window and, like, sees her, like, sensually touch her lips to her <gasps> daddy daddy. Julia sees it? Yeah, and Julia's just like, hmm, <laughs> I'm going to file that away as never to look at again. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna. She's traumatized. That's that's it. So we now cut to Esther un, unwrapping herself in the bathroom because she has to bind her breasts because she's thirty. I guess proportional. Isn't I gotta look this up too. Proportional. She appears to have boobs, so I want to look up pro, uh, proportional boobage. I guess. So as she's unwrapping. So, obviously, her room has, like, a private bathroom and a private boudoir. And so, Julia comes into the room, and the door to Esther's bathroom is cracked open. So, she can see that Julia's in her room. Um, But Julia can't immediately see her in the bathroom. But she realizes, like, she's about to see her, like, unwrapping her 30-year-old titties. And so, she, like, puts a robe on real fast And she runs out and sees that Julia has picked up her special book. And she grabs it out of her hand and is like, that's private. You don't knock. And Julia's like, um, I'm, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry. I I was looking for my gold watch. I'm, I'm sorry. And like leaves, like just super uncomfortable. Esther then like is trying to find a hiding place for her, for her book and she kind of opens this like flap of wood that's in that she sees in the dollhouse to put her book in there, but realizes that the real Esther's diary is in. <gasps> oh shit! Jackpot! Oh yeah! Now I know everything. Now I, I know now everything. I know who Mup Mup is. Mup Mup. Now I know that Sydney's an orange cockatoo. Yep. Can't hide from me no mo. So she sees a journal, you know, a journal entry, diary entry, and uh, that Esther referred to Julia as mummy, M-U-M-M-Y. Oh, that's what I want. You want to be mummy. It's very British of you. Well, that's why, because my kid will have a British accent. British accent. I'll say mummy. Yeah. So. (laughs) Or um, Irish. I'm flexible. I think Irish people say mummy, too. So it's good. Um. So she then is, like, practicing saying mummy. Hi, mummy. Hello, mummy. mummy. So we now cut to dinner. Don't like that. Don't like that, mummy. Um, Alan is saying how talented she is. She's incredible. And Gunner is like, four years ago you were drawing stick figures. And Julia's like, um, think about where you were four years ago, asshole. And she didn't say asshole, but I was like, she's, did she just call her kid asshole? <laughs> he is an asshole, but she didn't call him that. Gunner sucks. Gunner is like every dude that I hated that I went to high school with. He gave me PTSD. He sounds um, like a he's the worst. worst D-bag. Yeah. And he's very like rodent featured. Like that sort of just Draco Malfoy type of vibe. It's yucko. Um, 
Draco Malfoy's hot. But he, he is now, but he's very rodent-featured. Like, everything is very sort of, like, pointy and angular and, and expensive-looking. <laughs> he's, he's got, like, expensive-looking bone structure. <laughs> I didn't know that... I didn't know that we had poor bones, poor people bones. But you know what I mean. You can see it. I no. don't know that I can. I okay. didn't know any poor people. I mean, rich people growing yeah, up. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Gunner like backtracks and he's like, it's, it's just impressive. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Esther says, Esther then says, this is delicious. Thank you, mommy. And Julia like, you know, here's her kid call her mom you know right. like it so she's like it's co- she's coming back she's coming back oh, exactly no! uh, we then hear someone at the door and Alan says are you expecting somebody and so they go get the door and it's the detective mm-hmm. just came to see how Esther was doing how you doing and Esther says fine uh, she's not happy that he's there it's very obvious. And she says, I have to get water. So she, like, gets up, brings her empty glass into the kitchen, but she doesn't get water. She's listening behind the door. And the detective is like, sorry to bust in, but she did vanish, and we need to, like, know how that happened. You know, like, I can't really, like, stop detectivizing okay. what happened. Yeah, okay. Um, and... Uh, He's like, I actually spoke to Dr. Seeger and she's open to a group discussion tomorrow because maybe something that Esther says will help our investigation. And Julia's like, isn't that kind of unethical? To which I said, agreed. Um, But detective says, you know, this is extenuating circumstances. And Dr. Seeger agreed if you guys were okay with it tomorrow evening. And... Julia, Esther then jumps out from behind the wall and she's like, mommy, your gala is tomorrow. And Julia's like, right. Yeah, I'm not. Yes, I'm not available tomorrow. The detective's like, okay, next day. Esther then comes and sits down, plops her glass back on the table. And the detective is like, you forgot your water. And Esther just like glares at him and doesn't say anything. Wait. She got up to refill her water. Mm Mm-hmm. Then came back in with a glass that was still empty. Like, she oh. never got her water. Okay. So, and the detective clocks that. And she starts just, like, vigorously cutting her food. Just like, <sighs> And he says, well, welcome home, Esther. And she says, you said that already. And he's like, <laughs> I did. Okay. Keep it together, girl. All right. Well, Goodbye. <laughs> Um, he's being super cool. He's like, it's okay. I did. I did say that again. So bye. Cut to Esther up in her room. She's packing up. She's like, the jig is up. All right. Yeah. So soon. So she's packing up and she sees like a little rat, uh, poking his cute little nose out of a grate. She like kind of goes down to look at it and she's like, I guess it'll just be you here now. And she leaves. Bye. Your house has rats? Yeah. I was like, come on. They're fancy, expensive, rich 
castle. However, like we learn later, this isn't a spoiler, but like the rats that they have are like cuddly and let you pet them. So I guess rich people rats are just pets. Maybe they're Stuart Little. Maybe rich people have Stuart Little infestations. Like, is it a pet? It's in a grate. I think I think the rats are like trying to capitalize on this fucking house just as much as humans are. <laughs> Everybody wants a piece of this house. Yeah, they're like, I'm not going to be a rat. I'm going to be like a rat. I'm going to live here too. And get fucking gourmet shit. Um, Why do you say that they're cute and cuddly though? Because she literally like is petting it. Like through the grate. And he's like. Mm. Okay. Talk to the rat. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just reporting. <laughs> I'm just reporting. Don't fucking shoot them up, up. All right. Like, I, <laughs> it's a it's a cuddly rat. It's a domesticated rat, and that's that's that, Kim. So she's leaving. She's walking out with her bag. She's gone. But then she turns and she sees that Daddy Daddy is in the studio, and she's looking at him with love. And boners in her eyes. Uh-huh. Because she's 30. And she turns around and goes back inside. And goes oh, back upstairs. She stayed for daddy. She did stay for daddy. Pets the little rat again at the grate and says, I'll stay for a little while longer. <laughs> and now I have a pet. Now I have a pet rat. And now I have a pet rat. Now I have a pet rat. She does. She loves it. She literally, like, takes it out. Of the great and like holds it, and they're best friends now. <laughs> why is this the most confusing part of the movie? I don't know. I was like, why can't all rats be like this? <laughs> why can't I? Mean, I have have you a tried pet rat. to pet a rat before? No, my cats scare them all away. Lord huh. knows my building has maybe rats they would be if my cats. Yeah, maybe, no, Eric. Eric maybe would you could scuttle some rats. Eric would lose this. Okay, do you know the feeling that you had? During your Coachella of rats or Coachella of ants, <laughs> oh, you just made me die. Yeah, Coachella yes. of ants. That is how Eric feels around even a single rodentular animal. Anything even resembling. That's how I feel rodent. too. I, I just think they're cute. Like I understand that like we can't live with them, but like I find them very cute. Like I would have a pet rat. I would have pet mice. I think they're sweet. I like them. I think they're cute. And rats are, like, very good pets. Like, they're very, very sweet. Like, I know someone who has pet rats. Yeah. I would never, ever want that. They're, like, so uncuddly to me. They oh make my me want to, like, barf. I what about when that. you had mice in your apartment? You weren't, like, snuggling them. You were, like, standing on chairs. Yeah, because I know that they're, like, I don't, I don't, neither, we're both unpredictable entities to each other. But, like, if we could have a, if I could have a conversation with the mouse and be, like, listen, I need you to be a little less mousy. I'll be a little less human. We can work this out. And I don't mind living with you. I don't know. This story is suspect. This story is suspect. She's all, I'm going to fucking cuddle some rats and mice. And I'm like, you've had mice and you weren't cuddling them. I don't want them. I don't want them to surprise me. I don't want, I don't want any rat surprises. I want to know where my rats are. rat is? She doesn't. guess there's little rat surprises. That's a surprise. She, She didn't seem surprised. He seemed very polite. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what's happening? And why Why is this the most 
because this rat is not trying to fuck up his situation. He knows what he got. (laughs) He knows where he lived. He knows the kind of scraps he's going to get. He's not trying to fuck this up. Not like my fucking apartment at 8311 Lock Raven where it was like, these (laughs) bitches got hot dogs in their closet. That's what I was just about to say. I was like, no, those rats had it better because they had garbage all over the place. They They had leftover Taco Bell for days. They did. They did. Fucking 8311 Lock Raven. They had a lot more going on there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Talk to the rats, Kim. You're asking me to answer for an entire species and I can't. I can't. I just don't understand, like, how this happened in this house. I I don't know either, but here we are. So, okay. So she comes back in for daddy. Cut to Julia running, running for exercise, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Never heard of it. Well, not running away from a rat is all I was wanting to be clear about. (laughs) So, and she gets to, like, the top of her, you know, rich lady mountain or whatever they run. And she's, like, compa- like p- comparing pictures of, like, Esther and Esther. Sort of just, like, something is off. Like, like she's, in her brain? No, like, on her phone. She's, okay. like, looking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she had- I don't know if they were like showing us what she was thinking. Yeah, like, it's actually if they were like mm-hmm. if she was carrying around yeah. multiple photos of Esther while she went for a fucking jog. Yeah. No, you know what it is. You know that meme of the lady with like math equations going by in yeah. space. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. But it was just pictures of Esther. Okay, that's how they filmed it. I was just, yeah, <laughs> it was unclear why on the middle of her jog she was comparing pictures of Esther. I didn't know. Okay, well here we are. So it was on our phone. It was on our phone. Now we cut to Julia telling daddy that the doctor implied that Esther was lying. And like, uh, Julia was like, I didn't love that. Like, I don't, you know, like who knows what she's been through. Like Julia's like standing up for her being like, maybe she did like, she probably feels, you know, um, daddy then comes out. In a tux. <gasps> He's going to the gala. He's going oh, to the gala. He loves me. Fuck me, daddy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thought you'd never ask. That's what they do. <laughs> ah, yeah. She's wow. like, I'm so glad you got into that tux so That's I can get you does. out of it. Yeah. That's what a tux does. Mm-hmm. Um, people yep. out there. Our friend Raul Ray knows how to do it. And Julia's, like, really touched. Like, she's like, you've been, like, your old self since we got Esther back. (laughs) And she says, it kind of feels like since we got Esther back, we got us back, too. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, that's just fucking sad. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So they start getting frisky. Oh, golly. Who do you think's watching at the door? Esther. How do you think she feels about watching her daddy fuck her mommy? <laughs> Not good. Not She's good. Jealous. She's jealous. She thinks that should be her. Mm-hmm. So Julia's gala dress is hanging on the door. Fucking Esther just rips it and runs away. <laughs> She's like, <"Nyeh!" laughs> <Runs away. laughs> And so they stop banging. And she's like, oh, no, and, like, upset, but, like, doesn't scold Esther again. I guess it's like, I don't know, my kid's traumatized. Who knows 
you so know. they knew it was her. They saw her do it? Or? Yeah, they, they like, well, they saw that she was watching, and then she goes over and her dress is ripped. Like, they didn't, like, see her do it, but it's, like, it's okay. pretty obvious. So, cut to Julia now wearing a beautiful black dress, and Dad telling yeah, she's Gunner. She's like, don't worry, let me go into my room that is my other closet right. and pull out one of my seven million exactly. gala dresses. It's exactly. Fine. It's totes fine. So dad Fucking is telling mup, mup the rats always chewing them up anyway. I gotta yeah. have spares on exactly. hand. Yeah. So dad's telling Gunner that he's responsible for his sister while they're out. Uh Oh, and so mom and dad leave. And Esther says, what are we doing? To Gunner. And Gunner says, we? Cut to what? Uh, cut to party. 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 Party time USA. Party. And Esther is in her room watching a bonfire outside. And they're all talking about Esther and the girl from the beginning that was, like, in the passenger seat is, like, mm-hmm. is she different? And the shithead is, like, yeah, she came from a Russian sex gulag. Of course she's different. Yeah. Just being fucking gross. I want to look up what a gulag is, by the way. Gulag. Um, and Gunner is, like, yeah, and she dresses like fucking Lizzie Borden now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we hear, who is Lizzie Borden? And they turn. And Esther's standing there. And Gunner goes up to her and says, this isn't really your scene, Esther. Why don't you go watch a movie? And Esther says, why don't you go fuck yourself? (laughs) (laughs) This is where I was like, I'm not not rooting for Esther. You know what I'm saying? Like In this situation. Gunner's a piece of shit. Listen, I wasn't there for the the murders, the previous murders. That's all hearsay as far as I'm concerned. Okay? All I know is that this poor 30-year-old child <laughs> hit the lottery, and she's just trying to make it work with her rat, Mup Mup. Okay? I mean, you were there for just a couple murders. You listen, told them about to me. Listen. You know, that guy, that security guard, clearly a pedophile that found a loophole. Uh, okay. He didn't, he didn't, she didn't kill the other security guard. E.T. did. Uh, and Anna, you know... <sighs> I'm sorry? I can't. You need to speak. Hello? That, <laughs> Is this thing on? That speak one. a little bit louder. That. the mic. That one was a misstep. I'll give her that. Okay? Mm, but, you know, mm, everyone makes mm. mistakes. And she's a young child. She's a wee lass. <laughs> right. So. Right. Her brain you know, is not fully developed yet. Right. It's like, you know, murder me once. Fool on you. Murder me twice. Fool on that's the saying. Yep. Moving on. Okay. So <laughs> Gunner sucks. Uh, they Gunner does th- suck though. Like Gunner sucks. I mean, even if she was like the real sister, like what monster is like? You've been home for two days. Like what? He's, it's been like literally a day and a half, yeah. and he's like, "Get out of here, you annoying little brat!" Yeah, like what? He is, he is a true, <laughs> true piece of like, shit. That's that's insane. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the way that this kid vibes, he's probably like, fuck, I have to split my inheritance again. Yikes. 
he sucks. That's how much he sucks. So doorbell rings. It's the detective. Again. And Gunner answers the door. And Gunner's underage and having a party and a detective is there. So the detective is like, mind if I come in? He's like, you can smell the weed from the street. And Gunner's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Gunner's like, what? I'm a little white rich boy. Yeah, yeah. And the detective plays into this and goes, you know what? We'll keep it between us. I won't say anything. Do you mind if I just use your bathroom? And Gunner's like, sure. So the detective goes to use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. But Kim... This is a 27-bathroom, 36-bedroom house. You don't right. know where the bathroom is right away, right. so you got to go into some rooms and find what fingerprints might be in there. That makes sense. So he finds himself in Esther's room, and he sees her record player. She's got, like, a little pink record player, and she had been playing a record on it of, like, an old-timey song i was like is she 70 like why are why is she's watching shirley temple and listening to fucking old timey times maybe she's 70 i don't know so he grabs a record puts it in a plastic bag it's got her fingerprints on it esther watches him leave and is like fuck and so she goes into her room and she sees the record is missing he took the fucking records and she takes her book out of her hiding place Oh, oh, sorry. She goes into her room. She's looking for what he took. She goes to her hiding place where her book is to be like, I hope he didn't take my book. So she takes that out and then she turns and sees he took the record. So she gets pissed. She slams the record player down and like puts the book on the record player. Cut to mom and dad coming home from the gala in the car. Cut to Esther running a shower grabbing a pair of gloves and bolting. She turns the shower on, grabs a pair of gloves, leaves. Mm -hmm. Cut to the detective getting into his car uh, to leave. Cut to dad saying, hope the house is still standing. Like, ha, 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 Gunner's a piece of shit or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Cut to Julia coming in, calling for Esther. And she hears the water running in her bathroom. And then she sees the book that Esther accidentally left out on the record player that she previously wouldn't let her read. So she picks it up, opens it, finds a pic of a man that we don't recognize. Uh-huh. Uh, also finds a pic of Julia and Daddy with Julia's face scratched out. Uh oh! Scratch out faces and pictures are like, so scary. Scary. You never want to see your own face scratched out in a picture. No. You know that shit's going down if your face is scratched. You know out that in a someone picture. is like already preparing your murder. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know that they're like behind it's you in right the now. works. Yeah. Yeah. For you sure. actually need to immediately be like, yeah, yeah. Guys. Join our Patreon to see <laughs> Kim's fighting tips. Self-defense. Kim's teaching a class later this week. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Sound effects and all. She also finds the clipping from Daddy's collage with the detective 
and an address written on that clipping. Wow. She then flips to the back of the book and sees Sarnay Institute, like, embossed on the back. She then kind of starts, like, this is where she's like, my daughter's not right. What's going on? Oh, my God. (laughs) She goes into the bathroom, opens the curtain, not in there. So she's like, fuck. Like, now she's, like, really freaked out. Cut to the detective at his home making a drink. And he really aggressively, like, cuts a lime and then, like, stabs it into the cutting board, like, face up. Like, just very aggressive. And goes and sits down at his desk. And he fingerprints the record player. Puts it into his little fingerprint machine to see if it's a match of the real Esther. Well, why would they have baby girl Esther's Kim um, fingerprints? This is like with the rats. You don't question. Okay? Why is the rat nice? I don't know. Do you want him to be mean? Why, why does he have baby Esther's fingerprints? I don't know. Do you want him to solve this mystery or not? It's just like, why, whose six-year-old has fingerprinted? I don't... Kim, I don't know what rich people do. <laughs> Maybe they got to fingerprint all their descendants to make sure that there's not a 30-year-old child trying to impersonate them. I mean, good thing they did. Mup Mup Senior, yep. Mup Mup Junior, mm-hmm. Mup Mup the, the Third. third. <laughs> yeah, we got to make sure the tenth. We got to make sure you're of the prestigious Mup Mup line. Um, okay, okay. They don't match. He now hears something. I don't buy it. Question three. I don't buy these Mup Mup <laughs> fingerprints. Uh, Question three, you just heard something. You're the detective. What you going to do? <laughs> she did it. She did it. Um, I don't know why Kim's punch, it, punch sounds are that of laser guns, but <laughs> you better she watch out. Punching. I was like karateing. Oh. Obviously. <laughs> I was doing, like, flips around. Oh, she was doing flips around, which make pew-pew sounds. (laughs) Pew-pew. That's great. Um, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared. Um, uh, I'm going to grab my gun. Okay. I'm going to grab my gun. I'm already suspect. I'm already suspect. Mm -hmm. So I'm about to grab my gun fucking grab my lime knife mm-hmm. be on the defense call for backup boop boop back <laughs> up back up boop boop got it mup mup back up <laughs> I need all the mup mups every mup mup that's available get them all in here <laughs> call them back Bring from the them farm down <laughs> Yep, call, calling all mup ups. What does he do? Um, I think he, I think he looks around. I think he ignores it completely. One for you. <laughs> okay. He, you had a point until you said ignores it completely because he. No, I didn't change my answer. I kept the first one. But he doesn't do he he doesn't call all the mup mups. That's for sure. What he does is he just kind of like 
looks around and then takes his gun out of his desk and just like places it next to him, but like doesn't do anything. We see in the shot that that aggressive knife is, is gone. missing. Yeah, duh. Yeah. Could have told you that. I wrote that myself. Yeah, Kim wrote it. So, um, okay. So we, I'm going to consider that a half point for myself. I'll, I'll notate okay. that for great, the great, ending. perfect. Plus one half. <laughs> so <laughs> he's now looking at Esther's like missing poster, and he says to himself, "If you're not Esther, who are you? Who are you? Stop <laughs> forever in the back. Stab forever." Why you gotta Esther. do your flips around? And you do. Whoop you pew. <laughs> yeah. But Esther is a Sammy because she, she stabs forever. Stab. Yeah. Okay. Well, shit. And he's now laying on the ground, like about to die. But she says, How did you know I'm not Esther? Her own mother doesn't even know. And the detective says, Yes, she does, kid. Bang! The detective is shot in the head by Julia. What? No. No. Julia, no. Julia, no. So Esther turns around and says, Hi, Mommy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm going to cry. Oh, that makes Julia. me so sad. Then takes mm-hmm. the gun and points it at Esther and says, She does. What the fuck are you looking at? Cut to. What's happening? I'm so excited. Cut to them sitting by the fire with the detective's bloody body on the floor. Julia, who are you? And Julia says, This is all I do anymore. Clean up after my fucking kids. Oh, fucking goner! You little fucking piece of shit. And Esther says, let me go, and you'll never see me again. And Julia says, see, that's what I'm afraid of. We can't have Esther disappear twice. That would be devastating to Daddy. Gunner was always too rough with her. He just went too far. (gasps) Oh! brother and she says I loved my daughter with all my heart but what the fuck was I supposed to do lose both my kids you think I'm gonna let some psycho dwarf destroy what I've built you're mistaken this family came over on the fucking Mayflower of course they did yeah cut to them dragging the body wrapped in plastic out to the snowy woods of Connecticut. All, all of the family? Or no, just, just Esther. And Gunner. No, just Esther and Julia. So we're interspliced. Oh, I thought this was like a flashback. Okay. No, no, no. We're Dragging the detective. Exactly. So we're interspliced between them sitting by the fire talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. Got it, and got it. yeah. And um, so burying him or, you know, taking him out to be buried. And back at the fireplace, she's saying, you're going to help me make sure Alan never knows. Esther being gone changed him and who he was supposed to be. You're the answer. Oh, my God! 
That's why I was so. I was so. I cannot. I literally. (laughs) When I watched this the first time and saw that, I was so excited. I was like, this bitch ain't gonna see it coming. I did not. So. Oh my gosh. She, oh my gosh. We then see that it's a well. So like it's like a it's like a well that's flush with the ground and you kind of open up a door to it and we see them throw the body of the de- detective down that well. Okay. And Esther turns to Julia in that moment and is like that's where the real Esther is, isn't it? And Julia grabs her by the throat and is like get my daughter's name out of your fucking mouth. Holy shit. So uh yeah, she says she's known the whole time. Uh-huh. She's known all along. And then Julia says, "You chose this role. Now you're gonna fucking play it." So now Esther's like, "I've been mup mupped. <laughs> <laughs> I got out mup mupped. <laughs> she did. She did. Yeah. She thought she was the queen of mutt-mups, and yeah. Julia was like, uh-uh, bitch, hold yep. my beer. Hold my beer. So she says, you either play Esther and live a life people would kill for. I know. I'm like, honestly, what's the... What is the fucking problem? Now you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Besides the fact that you won't age. Age. That's, yeah. we got to figure that one out. we got to figure that one out. besides that, you know, just... But we got time. In. We got time. We'll create some other disorder for you that right? is like Benjamin yeah. Buttons. Whatever. Benjamin, yeah. Or we're just like, she's traumatized. She stopped growing. Yeah. She was, you know. Um, she says, so you either play Aster and live a life people would kill for you, kill for, or you take the fall for this. She points at the detective's body and gets shipped back to Estonia. I mean... Is it even a fucking question? Done. Right. Sign me. Sign me. Still up. sign me up. Still sign, sign me, up. me up more this time than before. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like now, someone has my back. Yeah. I don't even know how there's a fucking sequel to this. I, why am yeah. I not just living out my days here? <laughs> this fucking private. Oh jet. gosh, aren't I so excited to tell you all about it? Okay. Oh, so bet it's because I try to fuck daddy. <laughs> Cut to coming home and hugging daddy. And Julia's like, she fell off her bike. I don't know what she was thinking going out riding this late at night. (laughs) Cut to Gunner and Julia talking by the fire. And Gunner says, so we just have to live with this fucking psycho? Gunner's a dick. Because he's like, I already killed my first sister. Yep. So you sure ain't it. Yep. Fucking this little fucking. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. Your kids need to be punished. Your kids yeah. need to. They suck. They be suck. Be punished for murdering their sibling. Yeah. So he's like, what? She just owns us now? And Julia's like, no, 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 no. She has way too much to lose. She's like, for now, we keep an eye on her. And when the time is right, we end it. Whatever that means. And Gunner is like, this is insane, even for us. And I'm like, what else do you guys do? <laughs> Satanic panic fucking I guess. rich people shit. I you know. know. Fucking ritual. I don't know what they do to get that rich bone structure. 
<laughs> so that's how they get those pointy features. They just kill, ritualistically yeah. kill people. So Esther's watching with a cup of tea from her bedroom window, watching them talk. And she goes over to her rat friend and takes him out of the grate and cuddles him. She's got a rat friend. The grate, but not like a cage that this pet rat lives in. No, no. So now we cut to, now we cut to the next day. And this is where we really get the sense of like, Alan married in. Like, yeah. Because Gunner is now giving Alan a little tutorial on his new toy, which is a crossbow. And he's like, see, you just cock it back like this. And Alan's like, cool, son. I don't know. Cut to Julia, who's in Esther's room, coaching her about macaws, being like, you almost fucking fucked shit up when you called that fucking bird Sydney, you dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, we need to get her. Mop isn't a dog, you idiot. Yeah. And she's like, we got to get our story straight. You know, what are we going to do about the doctor being on to you and 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 Esther is like we got to make her believe cut to the next day all three of them are in their do- in the doctor's office dad mom Esther and uh the doctor's like we need to just sort of start talking about past memories well they're ready because Esther's like like the time we went to the Grand Canyon and daddy fell out of the hammock and he and he had grass stains on his new pants and blah 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 and, mm-hmm, and Julia's mm-hmm, like yep mm-hmm. that was so funny <laughs> like and the doctor's just like wow what a well adjusted child and mom and dad cut to Esther being you know taken out of the room and the doctor saying to Julia and daddy fuck she looks fucking great High functioning. You wouldn't know she was kidnapped for four years by a Russian lady. Like, <laughs> she's yeah. doing great. She's doing awesome. She doesn't know I'm the like, difference between birds, but other than that, we're good. I'm like, what was fucking six-year-old Esther there for in the first place, I wonder? Right. Like, what that, what's going yeah. on with that treatment? Right. Well, her brother's Gunner. So. Yeah. You know, that did it. Maybe Gunner needed to fucking go. Yeah. Get some shit worked out. So, cut to Julia wrapping Esther herself now, her breasts. Wow, team. And, and she's like, we have friends coming over just to see you. So, no more glowering. Esther was a lady. And uh, cut to her coming in with, like, bags and bags of new clothes. And she's like, your favorite color is pink. We're going to give them a story that they want to believe. They want to believe Esther is broken, and they want to see the happy ending. And she says, you can paint. What else can you do? Cut her playing the piano, the piano. like a fucking concert pianist for mm-hmm. a bunch of Julia's rich friends. Like, they're standing around like it's fucking Bridgerton, drinking champagne in their evening gowns while, like, mm-hmm. their little child is mm-hmm. playing piano. And Gunner's being a piece of shit, whatever, just being like, ugh. <laughs> sucking. <laughs> I'm Gunner, I'm bored. <laughs> and uh, a rich friend is like, and what are your plans now that you're home, little lady? And Esther looks up at Mommy and says, I don't know, Mommy. What are my plans? And Julia looks down at her and says, absolutely nothing. Just never leaving my side ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Gunner. Later that evening, everyone is left. 
and he sneaks up on Esther getting undressed in her boudoir and says, so what? You're like 30. <laughs> With gunners? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, get out of my room. And he says, this is not your room. This is my dead sister's room. And he says, let's get one thing clear. This is my home. It'll never be yours. While under this roof, I own you. Mm-hmm. One call to the police, and you'll be back in your little Russian gulag. And she looks at him and she says, you'd go down too. And he says, <laughs> why? Because the fugitive immigrant mental patient says so? This is America. People like me matter. People like you don't. Uh, he's and I was wrong. like, I know. And I was also like, I am Team Esther. <laughs> and I'm like, oops, Gunner's gonna die. Yep. And uh, he's like, see you later, freak, and leaves. Cut to Julia. Goodbye, Gunner. Was that? I thought that was like your Russian gulag theme music. It's no, sort of goodbye, like, Earl. Oh. Everyone, that was goodbye, Earl? <laughs> Don't know. Goodbye, <laughs> girl. <laughs> okay. It was goodbye, Earl, everyone. Okay. I'm going to play that back. <laughs> I'll take the time code. Okay. I'll play it. With right the- over, yeah. <laughs> As if you're just harmonizing. So now we cut to Julia preparing dinner and her dumping a capsule, a pill, into Esther's dinner. And we hear her say to herself, you're going to sleep like a fucking baby tonight, you little bitch, or something like that. I'll take it. Just, I mean, it keeps getting better. I My know. life keeps getting better here. I don't see the issue. Truly. Yeah. Besides um, that little rat in my room. Um, the rat's the best great. part, you bitch. So she you made up the rat. I'll take everything else then. Great. So she, I'll live in the great with the rat. Still a fucking upgrade from my apartment. Fine <laughs> <laughs> with me. The great. Okay, fine. Yeah. You can live in the great with the rat. Yeah. I'll take everything else. Cool. Cool. Right. I'm glad we're tag teaming this. Yeah. <laughs> so Julia puts down a plate of food in front of Gunner and Dad, and it looks beautiful. And then she puts down mac and cheese with hot dogs in it in front of Esther. And she's like, Yum. I know you don't like, you know, what I made. So here's your favorite. And Esther's like, <laughs> thanks. I actually love mac and cheese and hot dogs. I mean, me too. But Esther's got a refined taste, I guess. So Alan says to her, hey, I have that, like, guy that I have to go talk to in the city to see if maybe I can do a show, you know, as an artist or whatever. And I thought I would take Esther with me tomorrow. And Esther's like, yes, please. Yes. I want to go with daddy. And uh, Julia's like, oh, shoot. We have plans. And Esther's like, what plans, mommy? And... uh, Julia's like, uh, it's a surprise. And so Esther's like, can I be excused? And Julia's like, sure, just take your dinner upstairs. So she goes into the room and she puts she gives the- it to the rat. Yeah. She gives it to the rat. Yeah. He can't handle it. 
So she then, she then, she's pissed. So she takes out her book and she takes out the picture of Julia and dad and like rips Julia out of it. Now, no scratched off face. Now she's gone. Uh, Dad then knocks on the door. I don't know what she's so mad about. Like, live your life as a queen, my girl. Yeah, because I'm also like, listen, even if you fucking kill mom, like, your dad isn't going to want to fuck you. Yeah. So just find another daddy. Lady. Um, (laughs) Lady. (laughs) Oh, but what I was going to say a while ago was like, that's a whole other level of, like, proportional dwarfism that I didn't think about because it's like people that are attracted to you yeah that's where i thought like you were going pedophile problem yeah 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 it's a really <sighs> and even if even if they're like no i love you for you you're like but do you i just yeah so I but feel you're bad like for sexually attracted to a child, child. what looks like a child, a child. yeah yeah so, um, dad then knocks on the door and is like, honey, what, what happened down there? And she's like, oh, I just, um, I don't really like mommy's cooking. And daddy is like, can I tell you a secret? I don't either. And I'm like, bitch, that looked delicious. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he's like, you know, nighttime is my favorite time to paint. Um, do you want to join me? And she says, yes, of course. And we see the rat eating the mac and cheese as she leaves. Cut to Esther and Alan painting. And Julia's watching. Jealous. And uh, Esther then, like, holds her daddy's hand and is like, so much paint. And he's like, I, yeah, I'm sloppy. And then she, like, kisses it. Which to him, he's like, aww. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Julia's like, <laughs> <laughs> Now, Alan is like, all right, I'm going to turn in. Good night. You know, turn the light off when you leave. He leaves. Julia comes in and says, looks like you two had fun. And she's like, he's right. You are really talented. She says, are you so delusional to think he'd want you? He'd be as repulsed by you as I assume most men are. Now I'm going to go upstairs and fuck my husband. Bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Battle. Um, poor Esther's like tearing up now. Like I really, I'm Team Esther. Like I, murders aside, you know, she's had a tough life. I'm, is all I'm saying. I'm Team Daddy. Team Daddy. I'm Team Rat too. So, <laughs> uh, cut to I'm her team in bed. Up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cut her in bed and she's woken up by like a, a clanking sound and we realize it's the rat like keeling over onto the plate and he's dead and she's furious she mm-hmm. is literal fire and like throws everything off of her dresser and is so pissed question four Mummy just killed your rat pet. What do you do? What does Esther do? Um, I'm like, what is mummy like? Daddy's dick. <laughs> well, I don't want to hurt that. <laughs> um, I guess I could. What could I do? 
What could I do? What could I do? What could I do? Um, maybe I I am gonna start poisoning Gunner. Okay. She also fucks up Gunner somehow. Zero points. Great. She says, I see your rat poison, and I raise you the following. Cut to Alan the next morning saying that he really wishes he could take Esther into the city with him. And Julia's like, I know, but like, you know, she already has like bonding with you over painting and like she and we just don't really have that and I thought maybe if I spent more time with her I could you know find out like what what we can share and daddy is like I get that of course and she's like you need to focus on getting your show and you know whatever and he's like you're right and then he's like do I smell bacon and he goes into a kitchen so white it looks like the lord's kitchen itself it is like (laughs) So white, it's glowing. And I was like, is this rich people kitchens? Um, (laughs) And Esther is making crepes and bacon and all kinds of things. She's like, do you want a crepe, daddy? And he's like, yes. And she says, mommy, what can I get for you? And she's like, oh, I just prefer my smoothie. And she's like, "Uh, Greek yogurt, spinach, flaxseed, and lemon juice. And I was like, that tastes like shit. Like, what? Yeah, right. I hate that. Put a berry in there. Yeah, Lord. right? A banana, please. And uh, <laughs> and uh, she's like, I made it for you right here. And Julia's like, I really prefer to make it myself. Uh-oh. And Alan, is, Alan and Esther are both like, or Esther's like, but I made it for you. And Alan is like, sweetie, drink the smoothie. Question five, what do you do? What does Julia do? I, I, I like fake drink it. Okay. And, um, and then like go pee and like dump it in the fucking sink or something. Okay. I think she fakes drinks it too. Yes, ma'am. So she basically fake drinks it. She takes like the teeniest little sip. Well, I'm a dainty lady anyway. Yeah. Eat too much. Just the teeniest, teeniest little sip. She's micro-dosing her smoothie. And um, she then is like, mmm, turns around to the sink, dumps it out, and starts gagging. And we look down. Esther put the dead rat in the smoothie. (gasps) Oh, God. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I thought that living with the rat was bad. Now you'd rather live with the rat, right? You don't want to drink the rat. No, I would like the rat to be my friend. Yeah. That's what I thought, bitch. I don't want the rat in my mouth. Please. Please get it out of my mouth. Don't look look (laughs) a nice rat in the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) He's get this rat's body out of my mouth. So uh, how do starts, I just black out this moment from my life uh, yeah. and never pretend it never happened? So she starts gagging and Alan is like, are you okay? And she's like, fine, just went down the wrong pipe. And then we just hear the garbage disposal going and the rat. Where did we have, 
rodents in the garbage disposal. That um, oh, office killer. That, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's wartime, bitch. Come on, bitch. Cut to the train station, dropping Alan off to go into the city, and he bends down to her, and he's got like a tubular thing that would hold like a painting in it, mm-hmm. and he says, uh, "I have a surprise for you," and he opens it. And it's her charcoal drawing of him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're so talented. I'm going to show it to City Schmo or whatever. And maybe he can get you into this really prestigious art school, basically. Okay. And he said, do me a favor, bring this, meaning like this tubular painter holder thing, up to the platform. Meet Gunner and Mommy up there. I'm going to get coffees for us. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes up the platform and she sees Julia and Gunner standing right by the tracks. Question six. What do you do? What does Esther do? The train is coming. I'm thinking either push one of them in or she likes to play that game of like they pushed her in kind of thing. Like, not okay. actually fall, yeah, but yeah. be like, you know, like, make a scene about it. Mm-hmm. I'm... So, are you saying she fakes being pushed in? No, I'm debating that still. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm taking my painting up and being like, hi, mommy. <laughs> Let's enjoy the rest of this life together. <laughs> yep. Do you want to buy me some things? Yeah. Sounds great. Great. <laughs> Let's do this life thing. Okay. Together. When's the next time we hop on that private jet? Yeah. Where are we Can I get some more dresses? Yeah. Cool beans. I think she does the the fake out thing. She makes a big scene about them doing something to her. Maybe. Point for you. Ride this gravy train all the way (laughs) to Thanksgiving dinner, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't need no vengeance. Yeah. I'm good. (laughs) So this tube, this hard plastic tube that is, you know, the size of her torso, she can kind of sling it over her back. Uh She brings it around to the front of her and holds it in front of her horizontally and starts marching towards them. Because basically if she's holding it out, she'll be able to push them both in with like, uh, you know, physics. And... um, As she's doing that, here comes the train. Right before she's about to push them in, somebody else crosses her path and bumps into her. And it's like, oh, sorry, little girl. And she was like, damn it. Well, Julia sees her and is like, I know what you were trying to do, you little bitch. So, but here comes daddy. Daddy's here. Daddy's here with the coffees. And she grabs daddy and she's like, daddy, take me with you. And he's like, I can't. I got to get on the train. And Julia's like, we're going to have so much fun today. And Daddy gets on the train and is, like, waving at her through the window. Mm -hmm. And Julia has her hands on the back of her hair and, like, yanks it until Esther smiles. Cut to them leaving through the, you know, Penn Station or whatever. And she, like, throws the coffee that Dad just got her and was like, ugh, tastes disgusting. Throws it away. And then she's like, you think you can kill me? Our arrangement is over. You're fucking dead. Question seven. Shit. What do you do? What does Esther do? Maybe. Mm, what do I do? 
I didn't want to get myself into this mess in the first place. Well, I was just you're living out in this it. gravy tray. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Esther fucked it all up for you. What do I what do I do? I mean, I'm scrappy. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm gonna I'm a fucking steal away in the night. I'm just gonna get the fuck out of Dodge. I'm okay. Make a plan and execute it. Great. But what I'm running do? away. Okay. Um, is this something that she does like right now or yeah, like a, right now? Maybe now she does that fake out thing of like, "Ow, you're hitting me, mom. You're you're abusing me." Point for you, Esther. I don't know what this bitch does ever. Makes a real fucking go for it. She grabs Julia's purse off her arm. They're struggling. She gets it, but kind of, like, falls. Gunner is then on top of her. She reaches into her mom's purse, pepper sprays him, grabs the keys, runs to the car, gets in the car, and Julia's, like, banging on the window. And she's like, get the... Sweetie, open the door, sweetie. Open up the door. Mm-hmm. And Esther just gives her the finger and drives the fuck away. Oh, shit! Okay, so... Esther just, just drove the fuck away. Question eight, what do you do? What does Julia do? And I think I, I will give you this hint only because I do need you to remember that, like, you are very wealthy and, like, a well-known member of society. I guess hand in hand we, like, I guess hand in hand we, like, call the police. Like, we, like, need help and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Cut to Esther driving. Down the road, she puts on mom's sunglasses. She's still got mom's purse, so she puts on some red lipstick. She turns up the radio, and it's playing, She's a maniac, maniac <laughs> on the run. Hey. <laughs> and she, like, is smoking a cigarette, living her best fucking life. Cut to, So she pulls over and sort of, like, sits with mannerisms that are not that of a 10 year old like sits with mannerisms uh-huh. of a 30 year old yeah and like turns to the police officer and is like was I driving too fast and the police officer looks at her and goes you must be Esther and she's like fuck yeah so cut to the cops dropping sweet little Esther back off at Julia's house at, uh, at yeah Julia's house and, uh, oh, sorry. The cops called Julia. Um, and they're like, we got her. Gunner is in the kitchen, like being like, Ugh, I need to go to the hospital for my eyes. And Julia's just like, "Ugh, you're fine. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> now Esther is dropped off. Okay. Julia does something here. Question nine. What does Julia do before the cops leave? So wait, the cops drop Esther, Esther off. So they're like in the house. Mm-hmm. And, and Julia does something before yeah, the cops leave. And she's like, she's like, you know, Esther, go upstairs to your room. What does she do now? Hmm. What does she do now? I think maybe hand in hand. Hold on, let me think. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay. Here's my first thought. Like, hand in hand, we 
like hint to the cops about like Esther wanting to like kill herself sort of thing. Hey! That's exactly what she fucking does. Good. She talks it. Yeah. So she says to the cop, she's like, God, thank you. It's just been so hard since Esther got home. Of course, we're so happy to have her, but it's been really hard. She just has these violent outbursts and, you know, I can't blame her. Who knows what she's been through, but we're afraid she's going to harm herself. Her threats are real and like running away like this. It's just... (laughs) so Esther goes up to her room and Gunner comes in and is like welcome back Julia comes in Uh, oh okay so she goes up the stairs to go to her room she passes Gunner and Gunner's like welcome back bitch Julia then comes in and says to Gunner get up we're doing this cut to them coming into Esther's room and Esther's like, fuck. (laughs) And Julia says, nothing is worth having you in this house. So Gunner grabs her from behind. Okay. Julia comes over with scissors and holds out her wrist uh, and says, suicide is going to break daddy's heart, but he'll get over it. Question 10, what do you do? What does Esther do? So Gunner's holding me my hands? Yeah, like he's holding you. He's kind of like holding maybe like your elbows kind of so that you're like this. But like you're at least one wrist is out because your mom's about to slice it for you. Well, I don't know. Maybe we... Uh, use our adult strength to break free and then turn the scissors back on Julia, hand in hand. (laughs) Zero points. (laughs) You're pretty strong, but you're still not strong enough for two people. What she does is she hocks a big loogie and spits it right into Julia's eye which shocks Julia, makes Julia drop her wrist, which startles Gunner, which makes him kind of loosen his grip. She elbows Gunner in the gut and goes running. Loogie. We've never used that in the staying alive tactic. Loogie. Add it to the list. Add it to the survival guide. And Julia calmly, Gunner's like, oh! Julia gets up and calmly, like, rubs the spit out of her eye and says take care of it gunner gunner goes running after her catches her at the top of the stairs and throws her down them oh shit and she falls to the bottom of the stairs dead and julia now comes out and gunner's like i'm sorry it just happened and julia's like the deja vu bitch like god damn it <laughs> Uh, before they can deal with that, Julia turns away and Gunner turns away because dad's calling. And he's like, honey, the police called me and said Esther's missing. Like, what the fuck? I'm on my way home. And she's like, no, don't do that. And he's like, I'm already on the train. Like, I'm coming home. And she's like, well, can you, I, can you, um, 
take a cab. I can't come get you because I got my hands full here. And he's like, yeah, I'll be home soon. They then look back down over the balcony. Do you think it's gone? She's gone. She, Michael Myers, did. (laughs) So Julia says, Gunner, finish it. And he's like, okay, mom. So cut to Gunner grabbing his fencing sword, which I need to postmortem this because I'm pretty sure a fencing sword is like a bendy rapier with a ball on the end of it. Like, I don't know what the fuck Gunner thinks he's going to do. Uh, but then he also like puts his fencing helmet on like a douche. And, uh, but then he sees her. So basically their house is insane because like you can look out a window to the outside into the studio because there's like a courtyard separating them Mm -hmm. so he looks out the window into the studio and like kind of sees her moving around so he goes into the studio and he's like esther or whatever the fuck your name is it doesn't have to be like this question 11 you're esther what did you go what did you go grab before uh, Gunner found you. Um, I grabbed an. I mean, I'm thinking knife, but I'm just like, is it something that I've heard of before that I need to be thinking about? I'm just saying hand in hand a knife. Zero points. She says, so he says, it doesn't have to be like this. And she says, Really, Gunner? You really believe that? And he goes, honestly, no. And she goes, me neither. And she pulls the crossbow out from behind her back. And shoots Gunner in the chest, then goes over to him, picks up his sword, and... Stabs forever! Stabs him forever! Um... I was never going to remember that fucking crossbow. I'm glad I just moved on yeah. to a knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was nowhere in my brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Julia comes in and sees Gunner dead and checkmate. Loses it. Julia is sobbing and she's like, now both my kids really are dead. She then chases Esther into the kitchen a fight ensues in the kitchen. At one point, Esther's teeth fall out, like her dentures. Her dentures. And so they're, like, kind of fucked up now, and they don't, like, quite fit right in her mouth. But she puts them back in. They're both trying to grab for the knife, right? Um, Julia then throws her over the island and, like, kind of catches her breath and walks around with the knife. She's gone. Question 12... Where did you go? Where did Esther go? Where did I go from here? <laughs> Where did she go? Well, obviously, I went. I mean, I have literally no idea, so I'm just going to go uh, back to fucking my bedroom, hand in hand. Really? <laughs> Well, I can't wait to find out why we did that. (laughs) She ran up the stairs. I was like, bitch, (laughs) you have been stabbing forever, and now you're going to run up the goddamn stairs? Are you an idiot? So she runs up the stairs to her room. 
Julia follows her, grabs the knife off the floor. In the scuffle in the kitchen, a burner has been turned on. Okay. We now see that as Julia leaves, that burner ignites something, and the kitchen is now on fire. Uh Uh-oh. So, cut to Julia, all bloody, with a knife, going upstairs, whole kitchen on fire. Esther goes into her room, grabs her book, her special book. Mm Mm-hmm. Julia comes in and now has her cornered behind her dollhouse up against her window. Question 13, what do you do? What does Esther do? She has her cornered behind her dollhouse up against her window. Mm -hmm. Hand in hand, jump out the window. Hey. (laughs) So before she does that, Julia says, Alan will know who you are. The deformed freak who manipulated our grief, murdered our son until I did what I had to do. Uh, and Esther jumps out the window. Now remember, her window, she can now just stand on the roof. Mm-hmm. Okay? So she now starts climbing up the roof up to a taller part of the roof. Right? Okay. Julia is going after her. So they're both climbing. House is on fire. Julia tries to stab at her leg, but drops the knife. So now it's just hand-to-hand combat. Esther makes it to the very, very tippy top of the tallest roof. Alan gets there, pulls up in a cab. And he says to the cab driver, call the fire department. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Call. <laughs> I was saying 911. You said, <laughs> said fire department. Call. <laughs> Mop Mop's not feeling too good. <laughs> it's my favorite. Don't ever stop. <laughs> If you ever try to, like, like fix that, <laughs> I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> Don't. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> Don't fix that. <laughs> Don't better yourself in that way. Keep it. <laughs> Thank you for supporting me. <laughs> I do. Oh, my God. I'd be so pissed if you were like, actually, I can just, like, grab words Call right out of the <laughs> I'd be like, I quit the podcast. Um, <laughs> so then Alan does the dumbest shit. So he sees Esther and Julia on top of the roof, presumably trying to get away from the fire, obviously. So this bitch runs inside to be like, Gunner, shithead. Oh, Where's Gunner. my shithead Gunner? I was like, why? Yeah. Exactly. Forgot about that idiot. That fucking loser. Uh, so Julia and Esther are now like still fighting with each other and they both fall and are now both hanging on to the gutter when Alan comes out. Ah, oh no. And Esther is like, mommy tried to hurt me. <laughs> and Julia is like, she's not Esther. She's a grown woman. And they're both just like, it's her. Like fighting over it. Alan's just like, ah. and <laughs> they're he, real Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Exactly. <laughs> And he tries to grab them. Julia slips. Curse splat. Her head 
explodes on oh, the pavement. Oh shit! Why didn't he catch her? He she slipped like it was he he's trying to grab both of them. He just couldn't he couldn't get her. So he's now holding Esther with one hand, pulls her up. He's sobbing, right? And he's like holding Esther's face, like just crying, like at least I have you. And he's kind of like holding her face, and it dislodges her dentures. And now we see her 30-year-old fucked up teeth. And he's like, they're standing on the top of the roof. The whole fucking house is on fire. That house, god damn it. What a waste. <laughs> and it's gone. It's, the fire department's not going to be able to put this out. There's no preserving this. And I guarantee this was an, an historical landmark. It is truly tragic. It was Mark gorgeous. Rolling in her grave. Uh, honestly, it's so sad. So he likes her fucking teeth fall out. And he's like, who the fuck are you? And she says, I did this for you. And he's like, you're (laughs) blurred. And he's like, you're a monster. Question 14. What do you do? What does Esther do? Push him off the roof and then. She pushes daddy, daddy off the roof. And he falls curse splat right next to mommy. She's now standing alone on the roof. As the fire department pulls up. Now, suspend your disbelief. Because somehow, she is now able to walk leisurely through a house that is fully aflame. Without choking or being lit on fire herself. Just walking leisurely through it as if she is Beelzebub himself. And she's just calmly putting her neck ribbon back on. Smiling in the mirror as her dollhouse burns to ash. And she grabs her book and walks out of the house and the fire department comes and she's like oh no my whole family burned up Ooh, what am I gonna do I'm such a cute little orphan cut to Dr. Seeger talking to someone as they observe her through the two way mirror saying the fire took everything from Esther it's so tragic just an orphan left with nothing no one to take her in, but I have reached out to a reputable adoption agency. I'm confident we'll be able to find her home. Mm. After all, who wouldn't want to adopt her? And just a sweet little smile on her face. Uh, Credits. Oh, that was so the good. end. Dude, the whole first half of the movie, I was like, "This is just the same." The movie same as the movie. Last movie. Yeah, <laughs> like I was like. Everything yes. the same is happening. The same. She's in love with the dad. Yep. The mom is like, yep, concerned. Yep. And like, finds the you know the place she was in before. Like, I was like, same this movie. Is the same movie was happening. Movie. So I was yeah. like, so glad that it yeah. shifted. It was. I I was feeling the same way. Like, I knew I was like they have to do something, but I couldn't figure out what like what yeah, they were going to do. That yeah, was it was so great. Cool. What a okay. good idea. Did you see the picture of um, the boots that the family wore to make her look little all the time? Because, like, it's so crazy that it's, like, this is filmed how many years later? Uh, It was, like, already crazy that she was playing a little girl then. But, like, now, same. You know, so they all wore, like, boots with, like, five-inch, like, platform heels. So that way they were all, like, tall around her to be, like, so she was, like, little. No, I didn't see that. I'll have to share that. I'll see if I can find it somewhere. Okay, let me total your points. Hi, Sammies! So, we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? 
Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Okay, queen. For your questions... You got 17 out of 28. She was pretty tough to figure out, but you got a bunch of double dings there at the end. 17 out of 28. Yeah, the end fucking saved me because... However... That was... Are you prepared for something? I don't know if I am, but I think I know. You got 100% on the dead or alive. (laughs) Seven out of seven. Seven out of seven. Seven out of seven. Seven out of seven. Has that ever happened before no. at all? No. No. And I'm I the worst dead or aliver. Yeah, I'm I usually think... zero out of seven. I'm usually yeah. closer to zero out of seven. Yeah. Yeah. Seven out of seven. Oh, my gosh. I did it. Yeah. I won the podcast. You did win. You won for a total of 24 out of 35. Fantastic. Yay, Sal. Fantastic. Um, so that was Orphan. That, you can go watch it right now on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, it's fun. I think Julia Stiles is acting her butt off. I think she's great. Yeah, I didn't actually realize that she was in it. Yeah. Um, and I've never really seen her play a villain. I've never seen her play a villain. Maybe she has, but yeah, she was great. Um, and Gunner's dead. Bye. God, that house, though. Ugh. <laughs> and the rat. The house and the rat. I'm so upset. Um, okay. So go vote for us. Please go for vote for us every day that you have available. Faces of horror. Um, yeah, as Kim said, you can vote once a day. You can also buy votes if you would like to vote more. That would be great. Follow us at KK Sam Podcast on all the things. We have a Patreon. We have merch. We have a Facebook group called Sammy Stay Live, maybe. And then also, if you could leave us a five-star review on wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Thank you. That would be amazing. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. Yeah, this has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next week, stay alive. me i'm done (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to the dread podcast network